Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about Russia's nation wealth fund divesting of U.S. assets and what that means. AMC went up 100% yesterday. What the f***? A new ETF for betting on the crypto industry. And what are the components of the Bitcoin ecosystem? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance and now here's philip welcome back to another episode of the ask philip podcast before we get into it take take your phone stop go to twitter go to the search tab type in ask underscore philip and follow me thanks let's get to the show so woke up this morning to one of the headlines today being that the National Wealth Fund, a Russian National Wealth Fund or the Russian National uh, Wealth Fund is divesting of its U.S. assets. And so um, first, let me explain what a National Wealth Fund is. It's basically like a sovereign wealth fund, which is basically a state-owned investment fund, very similar to our pension funds. The pension funds that manage the assets of the employees of the state uh, is uh, are, are really large. Oh, so And we have pension funds for states and pension funds for the federal government. Um, and so that's very similar to what a sovereign sovereign wealth fund is. And they're the really large pools of capital all over the world, if not the largest pools of capital all over the world and so they they are along with insurance companies big buyers of government bonds real estate and so to give you the backstory you know russia and china have been buying less u.s debt since around 2014 ish and in in may of 2018 you know russia dumped about 84% 84% of uh, its its U.S. Treasury holdings. This is just a continuation of the world de-dollarizing. And de-dollarizing meaning um, owning less U.S. government debt. Because I, I believe I covered this in detail in, the live, in one of my podcast episodes. I'm pretty sure I did. But if you want the full rundown, you know, look up, look up an article called um, uh, Check Your Financial Privilege by Alex, I believe it's Gladstein, and it, and it goes over the petrodollar system and, and that whole backstory. But, but, but the short version of it is basically the deal that the U.S. made in the 70s and Nixon administration was, hey, let's, let's go ahead and um, keep running up deficits by having the world um, um, have to save their, you know, store their savings in in, in, in in US Treasury dollars by doing a deal with Saudi Arabia and other countries that are heavy, heavy, heavy oil producers. Um, if, if we if we have them price their oil in dollars, that requires people to, you know, store their wealth in treasury so they can buy oil in future because energy is what every country and every country needs. And so 
that's been where people have stored, you know, that's the petrodollar system and folks have saved their, stored their uh, wealth in, in, in treasuries and any country that didn't want to sell in dollars, it was problems. And, uh, and so fast forward to the last decade or so, the countries have been tired of that petrodollar system because it allows the, 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 a, it allows us to run a deficit and basically like finance ridiculous spending on entitlements of military by the U.S. And it, and it also, you know, discourages con- con- countries from being energy independent. Anytime the U.S. doesn't like what you're doing, they can sanction you, which which cuts you off from their ability, your ability to buy treasuries. Um transfer money via the, uh, the, the the swift payment system like it's all kind of implications and so all a lot of the beef that you see us in in the in the headlines is really over the dollar system right it's why we're beefing with russia it's why we're beefing with china or while we let saudi arabia do what they did to that journalist and so um this is just the and this is just the world like de-dollarizing and i don't think it's a I look at it at a neutral standpoint. I'm American. I'm an, I'm an American. I want America to thrive, to win, you know, but I also understand countries saying, Hey, I don't, you know, I don't, y'all shouldn't be the dominant world power. One of the dominant, one, one of the world power is cool, but y'all shouldn't have all this power over the world because you are the reserve. You are the reserve currency of the world. So that's, that is what's happening. Um, and, and it's happening because the U S has abused its power. Um, as the as the world reserve currency, and so you, you're you're seeing other countries not wanting to own dollars, and you see the 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 young the 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 young emerging affluent and the young affluent preferring things like Bitcoin uh, over over dollars as a store of value because we see how the government is just printing money and it's making the value of the currency worth less. And again, that's that's another big reason, right? If you're another country and you're storing your wealth in dollars and the U.S. government has been continuously printing money via QE, QE since 2008 and it's getting worse and worse, then you don't want to store your wealth in that stuff either. And so the sovereign wealth fund is diversifying its assets between euros, the yuan, gold, right? I'm, you know, five years from now, and so I'm, I'm placeholding this five years from now, I, I don't doubt we'll see central banks with Bitcoin on their balance sheet as well. Uh, and so that's 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 the that, that'll be the the big news that we're that we're hearing today or or maybe people, maybe it won't be talked about, but it was talked about this morning uh, as I as I got up to watch the squawk box on CNBC. Next topic we're going to cover is AMC. <laughs> that was crazy. If, for those who don't know, AMC, a theater chain. Um, basically went up like a hundred percent in the day yesterday. Uh, pro- I'm pretty sure. It, not I'm pretty sure it was the Wall Street bet, folks. And the craziness, the craziness of it is, AMC is a company now that trades at about fifty-five times its revenue. Let me say that again. AMC trades at about fifty-five times its revenue. Let me say that one, one, one more time. AMC, a company uh, that has revenue that has been declining historically. Revenue is going down because theaters are becoming more irrelevant. It's selling at 55 times its revenue. 
So let's, let's compare it to Amazon, right? Amazon's a growing company. It has multiple growing companies inside of it. Um, it's selling at four times revenue. Netflix, the competitor that's killing Hollywood and AMC, is trading at 10 times revenue versus AMC trading at 55 times revenue. And so folks are wondering, if, if you're wondering, uh, you know, how this is happening, I mean, it's just a bunch of short-term traders that got together and using a bunch of leverage to push the price up. It, it makes about as much sense as as Dogecoin and the people who are doing it don't care. They're just like, hey, if if the system can just print and create funny money and throw things out of whack, you know, why, why can we? And also in the short term, people are just trying to make some short term money by piling into assets they can move with leverage. And that's what that's that's what's happening when you keep money uh, very, 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 very cheap. You have these uh, distortions. The problem and the reason why I don't play the game, even though I understand what's going on, is when you're playing in the short term, it's, it's, it's a lot, especially in stuff like this that, that don't matter. It's like it's like a casino. I mean, some folks are going to hit the jackpot, but a lot are not. And if you keep playing the game consistently, like, you know, the house wins over the long term. And so I, tend, I, I like my five year, you know, time frame uh, strategy because um, it's hard to do. Right. It's hard to do with volatility. It's hard to be long term. It's hard to have uh, patience and be disciplined. But that's what I do. But that's what's going on with AMC of why it happened. There's no rhyme or reason. It just, you know, there's there's always ideas on the on these chat boards and. You know, a lot of times they don't work out and sometimes they do. And if, if you're one of the lucky ones that that own it when it does, then you're good. You know, but these folks using leverage, I mean, it's it's nuts. Right? You can you can blow out everything on, on with leverage. So next topic, there's a there's a new ETF that I'm actually really interested in. Uh, the, the name of it. And this is not a recommendation uh, or an endorsement. I'm just sharing with you what I'm what I'm looking at. And it's the BITQ, the Bitwise Crypto Industry Innovator ETF. So it's, it's ETF, it doesn't own any crypto assets, but what it owns is a bunch of companies that um, are active in the crypto space. So it owns Coinbase, MicroStrategies, which is MicroSailor's company. It's a company that basically converted its corporate treasury into, into Bitcoin. Um, it owns a bunch of Bitcoin miners. Um, uh, and for those of you who don't know what, uh, it, it owns some Bitcoin banks, but those who don't know what Bitcoin miners are, you know, in, in the Bitcoin world, you have, um, think of like gold miners, right? Gold miners, people who mine gold, they basically, like, you you know, use a bunch of energy to go into the ground and find gold, dig it up so we can have gold. This is the same thing. Bitcoin or, or, or miners are the ones that, find the Bitcoins through the mining process in the system and they verify uh, transactions. So that's what, that's what miners do. Uh, they also have some, you know, Bitcoin asset managers, um, but basically everybody playing in the, in the Bitcoin um, crypto space, cause I'm saying Bitcoin miners, but it's also other crypto miners. Um, but it, but uh, everybody in the, in the, in the crypto space uh, is a, um, or not everybody, the big companies that are publicly traded in the Bitcoin space are in this fund. And it's, it's a good, it's a good way to bet on, um, on the industry. Cause f- for example, in the gold space, if you ever follow gold, you can, you could have bought gold, a gold ETF, and you could have bought gold, you know, gold miners or gold ETF of companies that are, that are mining in the gold business. 
And those miners, I mean, did a lot of times did way better than gold, right? It's kind of like a leverage gold play. And so, uh, and so that's what the crypto industry innovator ETF uh, will, will will likely be uh, be similar to. It's a brand new ETF that I'm looking at has has decent value volume, and it's probably going to be added to um, our macro opportunity strategy because it's very 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 volatile. Um, so, um, but that's what I'm looking at. Want to share the fourth topic that I'm going to cover is just explaining what the Bitcoin ecosystem looks like. Because a lot of people hear different words and topics that I might refer to as I'm, as I'm talking and educating about it and may not understand like the what the Bitcoin ecosystem is. And so it's basically made up of, and I'm oversimplifying it, but five, five parts. So you have the protocol and think of the protocol like the constitution, like it tells you the rules of, of, of how the system is governed. And then you have Bitcoin owners, people who decide to hold Bitcoin, you have nodes and, and, and nodes, anybody can run a node. A node is basically just verifying the system. People, so you get you run a node, which is like a software program, and you can verify and make sure that things in the system are going the way that the protocol says it's supposed to go. Um, and, and anybody can run, can run a node. It's encouraged to run a node. The more people run a node, the, 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 the more the system uh you know, is will stay more pure. Think of it like voting, right? The more people vote, the the better our system, the more transparent our system, the more people involved in the process, the, you know, the more transparent system, the less, the more, the few people can do what they want to do. And so we have a lot of no runners in, 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 the, in the Bitcoin space. Then you have uh, the developers. So there are Bitcoin developers who update things that need to be updated on the software. I mean, on the on the protocol. So you know, there if there ever is any early on, there was there were bugs and they fixed them, um, or they they want to add an upgrade called this Taproot upgrade, which in the short version is just a um, a way to have transactions that are. Um, I'm trying to explain it simply, but basically, tap rate is a more secure way to. Uh, it, it, it increases security of, of 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 private transactions, and is a short version because you you you'll have institutions that maybe you know let's say Amazon wants to buy a company and they want to do the transaction in Bitcoin, you know, uh, without Taproot, that transaction will be able to be seen by everybody on the blockchain as Amazon doing it. This allows it for um, the transaction to look similar as any other transaction. So you can see the transaction happening, but uh, it, it doesn't allow it doesn't allow a big transaction like that to be noticed as easily, um, and it can, and can mess up that deal for for Amazon and uh, any other company. So um, that's the that's the simple version. And basically, like you can still see what's going on, but it's going to help in, in those type of scenarios to to keep it super simple. Um, so you have so I went over nodes owners. One of the developers, the protocol, um, and then you have miners, and I and I just I, I briefly touched on miners in the in the topic before, but yeah, they're the ones that verify transactions, and they're the ones that mine for uh, for the Bitcoin. I think right now there's there's been close to about nineteen, if not nineteen million of the twenty one million Bitcoin 
uh, that's ever going to be mine. It's been mined, uh, which is which is interesting. Uh, the the last Bitcoin is not going to be mine for like a hundred something years from now or something like that. Um, but that's the Bitcoin ecosystem for those who understand who who um, uh, who want to understand uh, how it works, what's going on. It's a really interesting system, um, and and it's it's modeled to be a open and free, transparent system, which, as I mentioned also in a previous episode, the world continues to move towards a more open and free system. And open and free systems attracts money. And this is why I'm super bullish on on Bitcoin specifically, because money, money loves what money loves. And money loves what it loves across generations, across millennia. It's just the rule of money. And money will flow to the most open, transparent system that treats it right. And that's what Bitcoin is. Until tomorrow, y'all enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.